At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. There's a lot happening these days. But I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters, without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the 7 most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about 7 minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Uh. Check it out now. Uh. No doubt now. Uh. This is a numbers game tradition Check unlike any other. The annual pre-master's appearance by the man who literally wrote the book on Masters Analytics, you may remember it from a couple years ago, or actually a few years ago now, called Joe Peters Tour Guide presents a 2019 Masters preview, including a never-before-seen 2018 Augusta National Strokes gained report at that time. Literally, the only guy who dove into the non-public domain, very proprietary deep dive of analytics there at Augusta. It's Joe Pita, everybody, in studio. How you doing, man? Hey, great to be here, Gil. You enjoying Bet Bash, too? Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, and it's great. It was great to be down here so I could come in studio, and I wanted to dress in honor of uh, a couple of your esteemed guests. Uh, this is, in honor, the uh, white sweatshirt. That's in honor of Jimmy Vaccaro. Yeah. Uh, it, it, he always looks great when he sits in studio <laughs> in his white, uh, white sweatshirt. And who is your guest who, whenever he comes on, he always has an obscure minor league baseball cap for you. Dan Bespris. Dan Bespris. So I thought, yes. all right, I'm going to wear a hat from an obscure uh, uh, golf club. Very, very <laughs> obscure, I see. <laughs> Augusta National. Yeah, the so. most obscure of them all. <laughs> The tournament. You may have heard of it. A little yeah. club down there, in the, right in the South Carolina Georgia border. We we have to start by by saying so. Joe is Joe is. I don't know if reeling is a little too heavy of a word, uh, but when we mention the part about it, 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 wind expected Friday. So round two right now. If you look at the forecast, and we all know how forecasts go, but right now the way that it looks is that there will be twenty mile per hour winds. On Friday, so a little part of you died when you heard that. Yeah, it did, just as a as a viewer and a fan standpoint, yeah. because uh, and then you also mentioned it was cooling off Saturday and Sunday. Uh, when I watch the Masters, this goes back from you know coming out of a thaw in the Northeast. When I watch the Masters, that's one of the spring harbingers. I want to see the patrons in short pants on Saturday and Sunday. Uh, and if there's too much wind, to borrow your phrase. I don't want to. I don't want a U.S. Open to break out. You don't you know, want the U.S. Open breaking out. Of yeah, the we yeah. we need birdies and bogeys, um, and we don't want wind to take away the birdies on the weekend for excitement. So uh, I hope maybe it's just a localized Friday thing. Yeah, hopefully, because otherwise, it, you know, it, like you said off air, it kills the sort of distribution of the outcomes and it makes for a kind of different tournament. Uh, let's begin with. We'll get to the tiger question, but let's begin with. Your uh, you, something you sent me about top course factor adjustments at the Masters. First of all, let's explain what that means. Sure, that's so. And, and you alluded to it earlier. Um, the Masters, the year-to-year correlation of an individual golfer's stroke gained from his past to future, so like T minus one to, or T to T plus one, um, is stronger at the Masters and than any other course on tour, and it's not even close. That's amazing. 
And, and at the other end of that range is TPC Sawgrass, where there is literally nothing about your prior year strokes gain <laughs> explains um, your future years. Your, and so with the Masters, it's, it's really important to understand course factor. And then, as I talked about in the book, you really wanna, you want to calculate it correctly. And course factor doesn't just mean you play well at Augusta. There's a lot of guys that play well at Augusta because um, they're great golfers. What you want to find are guys who raise their game at Augusta. For instance, Tiger has a positive course factor at Augusta. Phil has a very high course factor. And that's amazing because their baselines coming into Augusta, the baseline being how did they perform over that whole year, um, is, you know, it's amazing. So, and that's why I say it's stronger at Augusta than any other. So what I have done is I've calculated uh, the, and I think we're going to have a graphic of we the, do. there we go, uh, yeah, mm -hmm. the top 10 course factors at Augusta. So these are, and this is a minimum 12 rounds played, and these are the guys who have uh, strokes gained essentially over expectation, and expectation just being their baseline for the year how they performed at uh, uh, Augusta. And it's an interesting list because there are some names you definitely expect on there, and there are some names that, that you might not. Um, and it's really the names, some of the names that are missing that, uh, uh, that might surprise you. Um, but so I don't know if you want to you know, put up the list or, or yeah, how we go from Well, well uh, why don't you start before we put it up? Well, we put it up. There you go. <laughs> so start at 10 and go work your way yeah, up to Yeah, so one 10 is Tony Finau. Tony Finau has been a staple of mine in, uh, uh, predict, you know, in my predictions for the Masters. You may recall in 2019, I picked him to win it, which was a really out there call when the book was published in January before the Masters. It, uh, you know, he didn't win, but he, it worked out. He, the call worked he led out. after the third round. When he walked off the course in the third round, he was, he was leading. He was at, uh, guaranteed to be in the final group at that point. Molinari did catch him uh, and was leading going into the final round. And, and I still feel if they hadn't moved up the tourney early, they had to remember. If you remember, there was call for rain on Sunday. Mm -hmm. They moved tee times way up by hours. They put him in groups of three. And that brought Tiger into the final group. And I really feel, well, you know, I, I, I project yeah. that, that that hurt Tony Finau a little bit. He didn't need the pressure of playing next to Tiger. Um, and when Molinari dumped his ball on 12 in Rays Creek, I still can't believe Finau then did it as well Mol and followed up. That was, that was the turning point of that tournament. Yeah, because like finally Molinari cracked. Molinari looked like he was going to win that Masters. And then in the water, and then Finau... In the water. Who was it? Dean, our, our mutual friend Dean, was telling us yesterday. It was an interesting story about how Kepka had yeah. had Kepka gone in the water before he Molinari, had, cause, right? Because these were the this was the last group. Kepka yeah. in the group before dumped it in the water, and apparently he. Uh, and this is part of his plan, right. he shows no emotion. Yes. So he didn't toss any grass in the air. He didn't, like, look up at the wind, like, what's up? And, uh, you know, Kep what Kepka says is, I don't want to give any clues to anybody watching as to whether, yeah, how the course plays. So Molinari, who was coming up the 11th at that point, wouldn't have been able to tell at a glance of, of Kepka that anything had gone wrong. And so in some weird vague way it's almost like he almost assisted tiger if you believe right that molinari saw no hey, and there's no no danger will robinson on the horizon right and and then him and, and finau both going in and then tiger to, to the house yeah exactly yeah. exactly uh, and you see tiger's course factor adjustment he was number nine that is incredible because of the high level of play that Tiger was, you know, has always been at uh, at the Masters, uh, and then some names that might surprise you: uh, Corey Connors, uh, Russell Henley. That probably has to shock people, but again, th these are golfers who have raised their game at Augusta. They may end up, I, I think, in the case of, of Henley and Connors, a couple appearances where they finished with uh, seven uh, seven strokes gained or more. Um, you know, and that's almost averaging two around. That's way above what they they've done on the PGA Tour. Uh, we'll hear those names later. Um, I was going to say up. coming up, Joe's top ten Masters picks, and I'm sure there's overlap. Yeah, we'll have some overlap yeah. here. Uh, interesting number six, Justin Rose. There, um, I used I bar when we spoke last year when I gave my top ten list last year. You were doing it from the Circa Pool, I remember, and you may have had Wes That's on as right. your I was as your co-host. And I borrowed one of your verbs that you had used during the Nationals playoff run in 2019. And I said that 
you are compelled yes. to walk into Cirque and at least take a 20 or a $50 bill out and put it on Justin Rose, who was like 140 to 1 last year before teeing off purely because of his course factor. And, of course, he led after round one, and he led well into round three last year until uh, Hideki, I think, uh, it was after the rain delay in round three, really took over. The, but The Nationals word, by the way, was obligation. You're, okay, yes. Yeah, yes. yes. Right. You were obligated to do that. Yeah. I do have an obligated for you this year, too, oh. at the end of this okay. segment. I like it. Um, and then you've got, you know, Leishman, Rahm, uh, Hideki, uh, Cam Smith, and, and Jordan Spieth. Um, Jordan Spieth's... Always raises his game here. Cam Smith, um, number two. Didn't he, right. he? He had one tournament. We all four rounds in the 60s? Uh, yes, I think he was the yes, first guy, the right? first guy yeah, to ever do that. That's right. He didn't so, win, right? That's right. He did yeah. not win. Uh, well, that was, uh, that might, was that the year Dustin ran away? DJ, uh, that, that, that was the, the Fall Masters where Cameron yeah. Smith had four rounds in the 60s and didn't even come close to beating DJ. <laughs> didn't even come close to beating. Right. And then Hideki's touch and go here, right? Well, exactly. Hideki, and this was, again, Hideki has been a staple of my top 10 calls. You know, I've been calling for sushi at the, uh, at the Champions Dinner since 2019. You know, again, he just raises his game here, mm-hmm. and he's always had a pretty high baseline anyway. Uh, you won't see him on my top 10 list this year because I have given, thanks to what I call the Jason Day factor, I have stopped trying to <laughs> handicap injuries. <laughs> yes. Because I've been burned with Jason Day so many times. Oh, I'm not going So, Hideki, I've just left off. I don't know where he's health wise. If he's healthy, he has great, you know, we saw it last year. He sure. finally, uh, but last year wasn't the only year. He'd have been on this list, you know, even without last year's. Uh, but Jordan Spieth is number one on the top course factor adjustments. That's right. Now, what's yeah. important to remember, Gil, is that is above the baseline he's playing at. Jordan Spieth has never had a lower baseline than now, than right now. Right. His last six months are re- are like replacement level. So, uh, you know, he won't be on the, the top 10 list. It's kind of a just miss thing um, because I'm still expecting him to play above his baseline, but his baseline's lower than it's been, so that's why he doesn't crack the top 10. Interesting. We will find out what Joe's top 10 Masters picks are for the 2022 Masters, which begins Thursday. We'll do that next. And his thoughts on Tiger specifically. Coming back, Numbers Game, Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. We talked about him last week. Are you in the camp that it's laughable that anyone would make any positive wagers whatsoever on Eldrick Tiger Woods? Or are you in the camp of... You better not laugh about this dude at this course. Yeah, you bet. Right. I don't, and I don't think he's going up there for any ceremonial reasons. I think he is fully intending to play. And you know, maybe it's a game time decision. But he he uh, did in fact use those that phrase. Yeah. yeah. And and so yes, I believe he will be playing. Uh, you know, you cannot count him out. Remember, I was very high on him in nineteen. Mm-hmm. I had actually picked him third that year and ahead of everybody that was favored over him. Um, but he had played 
outstanding golf for the six to nine months leading up to last year's ma- to that to the 2019 Masters. You know, we don't have any baseline like that for this. So I I look at the props as very entertaining. Congratulations to Circa for yeah. you know having entertaining bets out there. Entertaining because this is an entertainment business. And we talked about it at BetBash or Matt Metcalf did where is is like hey look. It's just fun. Yeah, it's you fun. Know? Those are fun bets. So I'm not touching them. I hope that they all win, you know, on the bullish side because I, we'd love to see Tiger. And, again, for those looking at the bottom there, is it make the cut? Yes, it's plus 120. That's all. Again, remember, it, the Masters is like a 91-field, you know, group field, 91-player field, and 15 of those guys are Sandy Lyle, basically. Right. Right, so it's right. So fifty plus ties make the cut, which really means you're going to probably have anywhere from fifty-five to sixty, sixty-one guys Mm -hmm. making the cut, and yeah, so that's only thirty that miss, and if fifteen of them are ceremonial, you know. Yeah. Okay. Um, This is the so before we get into your top ten, the real development. You haven't remained static with your with your master's data. Tell yeah, us what, that's what's right. going so on. So when I wrote the book, the book had 2018 detailed stroke gains data, uh, strokes gain data. For any masters, we can get strokes gain total, but the the components of it were only available in 2018 when I wrote the 2019 book. I have then added 2019, 2020, and 2021. I also got a tip from someone, a reader, who mm-hmm. said to me, "Would you like access to?" 17 and 18 why? or 16 and 17 why yes which i are would the, uh, i was like of course <laughs> i would so that was another 80 hours of work each tournament logging every shot into but i now have a six-year database and after this year it'll be seven and i think for christmas i'm going to put together a big book and really dive into the details of the seven years of strokes gained but so what we have this year gill is we do have a new development not only do we know that you know, that strokes gained have the highest correlation year to year um, at this event. But now I can tell you which components are the ones that are driving that. And it was a surprise. And I will reveal, I won't get into the standard deviations or the correlations, but the most important thing year over year at the Masters is strokes gained off the tee. That is surprisingly Mm. has a very, very high correlation and I've got some great stats on a couple of guys in the top 10 that we'll get to. All right. Number 10. Top Num- 10 Masters predictions from Joe. Yeah. Number 10, we just saw his name, uh, Corey, Corey Connors. Um, Corey Connors, and this is purely based on Corey Connors has played well in his three or four other appearances here. But this year, he's coming in with his highest baseline in the last uh, six and last 12 months. He's been about a stroke and a quarter better than, uh, uh, than you know uh, the field in strokes gained total. Add to that higher baseline with his history here, he sneaks into number 10. Uh, number nine is Xander Shoffley. I don't think people remember how close he came to threatening Hideki last year until he dumped a ball in the water on 16. But if you watch that, and, and this was going over all the strokes, he didn't dump the ball in the water on 16. He came up just short in hitting that, you know, that, that area in the back left on 16 on Sunday. Um, now, you're probably supposed to hit it onto the hill and let it roll down to the right, but he was very close. Uh, number eight is Russell Henley. And again, this has to be a bit of a shocker. This is a very high, high uh, odds guy. However, Henley played in the uh, Masters in, uh, every year from 13 to 18, except for 16. And in those four appearances, they're stellar. No missed cuts uh, and way over his baseline. Now he revamped his game. He's coming in with a higher baseline than ever before. He, like Connors, over the last 12 months, he's about a stroke and a quarter better. But over the last six months, he's about a stroke and three quarters better uh, than the than the mm. average PJ player. So th- this is a compelling long shot to me. Now maybe you don't want you know we're going to throw a little bit on the outrights, but this might be a very top 20, top 10 type uh, interesting uh, bet uh, to place on Henley. Uh, Number seven is Patrick Cantlay. He does not have a good uh, uh, course adjustment history here. It's pretty much flat versus his baseline. He putts very poorly here, but you cannot ignore how high his performance level has been over the last 12 months. So I've got him at number seven. It's probably a little bit of a fade based on his actual outright odds. So you, but you, you, you know, you just can't discount how well he's played over the last 12 months. But despite coming close in uh, 19, he really has not played here well. And his putting, as I say, like the components, I can do his round by round putting, um, and it's it's not 
it's not favorable. Uh, number six is DJ. DJ, when you get into the components, this is a surprise. There, uh, Dustin Johnson has been uh, from you know, one year to the next the best strokes gained approach uh, player at the Masters. He has of the of all the uh, rounds he has played here, he has the highest percentage of anybody who we have strokes gained detail for in terms of positive strokes gained round. Uh, um, approach that is in 18 rounds he has 16 or 89 percent um, that have been positive strokes gained uh, approach um, number five is Cameron Smith Cameron, Ooh, yeah Cameron Cameron Smith has played very well here uh, even before he won the uh, you know before he won it at TPC Sawgrass um, you know I like him here that obviously shortened his odds um, I like the top four better, but Cam Smith, you know, look for him to be a factor. He just putts so well here, and he's such a great putter. Um, so that that's number four or number five. Number four is Scotty Scheffler. There he um, is. I wish Scotty Scheffler hadn't won three tournaments in the last, you know, two yeah. and a half months because now that would have been a bet. Those yeah. were some great odds at the beginning of the year, and he, you know, I had it teed up, but I don't, I don't try to guess these in the future, but. I knew his, his course factor was great. His details on his eight rounds here. He didn't appear on the course factor list because he's only played eight rounds with. Uh, he uh, only played eight rounds here, but he's just got positive readings across the board, um, and obviously he's playing great. Uh, I, I, you know, he, I think he's going to be a factor here for a number of years. Number three is here a big surprise. We got a guy up around fifty to one, and that's Daniel Berger. Layflit. Yeah, Daniel Berger, and this is the shocker. I mentioned about off the uh, strokes gained off the tee being so important from year to year. Daniel Berger has played 14 rounds here, and 93% of them, so I guess that's 13, 13 out of 14 rounds have been positive strokes gained off the tee. There's only one guy better, and we will get to him. Um, and so, and he putts tremendously here. The weakness is the irons, for sure. That's the weakness of his game. But he's got a nice baseline coming in. He has just displayed such excellence here that I think we can put him down for three or four strokes gained off the tee. Then he's putting well. All right, he's just got to get hot irons going. And, I, you know, price-wise, I, I, I love it. I can't take him above the top two guys because number two is Rory. Um, Rory has played better in the last six months than people think. I you like know, this. he's, yes. I, you know, I think there's more of narrative hurting him than, uh, uh, than actual performance. Obviously he has also had some meltdowns and majors. Um, I do wonder what goes on in his head. Um, but you know, this is uh, Rory off the tee obviously is tremendous here as well. But no one, no one is better off the tee at Augusta than John Rahm. He has had 20 rounds here. He has never had a negative strokes gained off the tee in those 20 rounds. And in fact, his worst was gaining a half stroke on the field. It's just incredible. And his putting of everybody in the field that we have data on too, his worst strokes gain, round gain uh, putting was a negative one and a third strokes. That's the best of any worst. So John Rahm is my pick to win it. I know it's chalky. I wish it weren't. But there's a reason. Just any any way you're weighing these different factors, John Rahm's going to come out. I have one. a play on Rory, so I'm happy about that. By the way, here's a tweet. Is this one of your college buddies right here who just uh, sent a picture of you from your uh, from your younger days, Joe? Who said Gil? He said. Uh, I'll get the exact quote here from the tweet, but he said a picture of you as a young man. He said, hey, Gil, you sure you want to trust this specimen with your hard-earned dollars with his master's pick? Hashtag bet profit. It was, as well. it was my understanding those <laughs> records had been sealed forever. <laughs> that is a picture of, man, the, uh, you know, whether it's Billy Joel or Adele, that's when we were young. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Classes in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen.
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. And now to break down the 86th Masters at Augusta, which of course begins this Thursday. It's my uh, primetime action partners, Matt Brown and Kelly Bidlin. As we do this from the uh, South Point studio, gentlemen, how you doing? You excited? You got Masters fever? I do now. I do now. All of a sudden. Yes. After uh, yeah. after the, the week of last week gets by and, you know, we, we get through everything. And I sat down yesterday and started really focusing in on everything. I am, I'm pumped. I'm pretty pumped. How many outrights you got right now? I have one, two, three, four, five, six, and seven. Ooh, I like. Kelly, you? Yeah, I'm. Uh, I have five made, two at least two dads. So yeah, I'll be up. To, I'll be up to seven. Okay. Before we get into all your picks, whether it's uh, outrights or derivatives, can I ask you the same question I asked of uh, really everybody I had on, but Joe Peter before this on the podcast as well? Where do you guys stand on the whole Tiger Woods deal here? As we sit here recording this on Monday, it appears as though he is going to try and tee off on Thursday. And there is a faction of people, I'm guessing maybe this is you guys, but there's a faction of people who, before you can almost finish the sentence, hey, what do you think Tiger has a shot? The, the, the chuckles, the snickers will begin. But then there's a group of people who are like, yeah, you probably shouldn't laugh whenever Tiger Woods is involved at the Masters. Yeah, I watched one American Hours of him just hitting balls on the range today because Golf Channel, <laughs> Golf Channel went out and they were like the, the the title of the broadcast was you know dry, you know range and, and they were gonna have interviews with players and this that and yeah. it was not that they just basically sat a camera on Tiger Woods for an hour and it was nothing but him hitting balls for an hour. So and your conclusion was he's out there with Justin Thomas, his good buddy. They're chucking it up, you know, laughing and you know hooping and hollering and all that. And like he seemed in great spirits. Looked like, you know, everything was fine. Didn't, you know, there was no wincing. There was no whatever. It looked like a dude who was warming up to play that week. So yeah, I didn't, he's, he's going to play. I didn't watch an hour of it, but I watched about 20 minutes of it. And I had multiple quotes from players, right? Like Kuchar was out there. He was like, he's ready to go. He's ready to go right now. Um, so I think he's going to play too. I think that these... I think the markets with him are interesting as you get further than that. Like, I mean, we've seen at Circa the complete one stroke prop. I mean, that's up to minus fifteen fifty as of yeah. Monday afternoon. Uh, I think he's going to tee off. I think that you should. I think with Tiger Woods, how well he knows this course, I don't think I would not be making a bet either way on him making or missing the cut. Um, I think his finishing position could become interesting. I think it's up to 57 right now at Circa. Kind of wishing I would have jumped on it. at Back to 57? Yeah, back to 57. Kind of wishing I would have jumped on it Friday. I think we were talking about it. It was 47. Was hoping it was going to continue to sink and then play over. I think the four days, uh, and we talked a little bit about this on primetime action last week. I think the four days is going to be tough for him to get all the way through that. Two days, though, and to make the cut, I'm not betting either one way or the other on Tiger Woods with that. The the number had fallen, just to kind of get back to your original question, the number had fallen to like a laughable state where when it got down to 40 to 1, that's just ridiculous, right? I'm looking right now. I mean, at points bet out there, it has gotten back up to 80 to 1, right, on Tiger, which – I still think that's not enough. We're getting there, but it's a, it's approaching, right? Yeah. Like, like I, I don't think that's enough, but it's at least approaching where it should be, right? Like somewhere appropriate for a guy that hasn't played a competitive stroke of golf in 17 months should be 110, 120, something like that, or whatever. I don't care if it is Tiger Woods. Yeah. You know, I mean, this is a guy who has not played a tournament in 17 months, you know, on tour, and so, uh, and not only that, coming back off of a horrible, horrible injury that almost ended his career. So, That's yeah. true because in 2019 he was playing like great golf before the he had like a hundred. He, he had like a hundred holes like leading into that yeah. tournament where he was like on. Like, I mean, it was kind of like where everyone kind of started going. Like, Dude, what is what's going on with Tiger? Like this is weird, you know. So it's not the same scenario. Okay, um, so unlike Sawgrass, which would be the least predictive of all golf courses, Augusta is actually the most predictive from year to year. What are you specifically looking for as the number one skill set at Augusta? And then break it down from there, sir. What you got? Yeah, so I mean, like I said, it's it's played on the same at least the same grounds, 
since 1934. So this is one of those things where the course has morphed over the years for sure. It's going to be playing at 7,510 yards this year, which is the longest that it's ever played. They added to the par 4 11th. They added to the par 5 15th. Both of those have been lengthened. So the, the one of them's 520 yards now, one of them's 550 yards now. But the course, yes, the land is the same. The strategy is still the same. The Greens have still are still lightning fast with all kinds of undulations. The, the the fairways are still wide, but all kinds of slanted and all different things like that. So it, it's basically all the same. So, you know, for me, first and foremost, I kind of just started to look at the field in general to start to whittle down, right? Because we're 91 players now because JJ Spawn won on, on Sunday, so he's he gets in. So 91 players. That's including Tiger Woods. You, you start to look at this, and it's like, okay, Sandy Lyle, Jose Maria Lothabel, Vijay Singh, Larry Mize, Mike Weir, Fred Couples, Patrick Harrington, and Bernard Longer are all playing, right? That's eight players right off the top you can just whack right out right out of consideration. You know I mean? Like, to, for an example, Larry Mize played last year. He shot 84-79. You know, like Sandy Lyle played last year. He shot 81-75. You know, it's, it's – they're totally. to us. They're yeah. awesome. Like awesome. I mean, like yes, like they would I, destroy know, it's, us. It's so funny as you were saying that's exactly what yeah. I was thinking in my it's head. It's like like if they were playing with <laughs> us, like, we'd be like, wow, dude, you're awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. They're awesome. What a but like, loser. Comparatively, <laughs> yes, to the best golfers in the world, like yeah. they have, they've got no shot, right? And then you've then you've got amateurs in here. So there's six amateurs. I'm not saying they have no chance of winning. Very, very, very little chance of winning. So if there's 91, you subtract those 14 players, we're sitting at 77. Then you add in Bryson DeChambeau, Paul Casey, Hideki Matsuyama, Abe Anser, Webb Simpson, all these guys coming in injured. There's a right? ton. It's so amazing. So that's five yeah. more guys that you take out of there. So like now we're, we're, we've whittled down from 91 to about 70 now, right? Mm-hmm. Like at, once you kind of take out the olds and the amateurs and the herd. <laughs> the olds. So, so like <laughs> the all, olds. Of those, all those olds guys. Mobile or old? <laughs> so now we're down to 70, Gil, and 50 in ties make the cut. Ties. So it's ties. So it's like, you yeah. know, we're down to like 70 players that we really consider having a, a chance here, and then 50 in ties make. 50 in ties, and it usually ends up, what, 56, 57, yeah. somewhere like that. So yeah. yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I would say more, probably more than fifty-five, closer to sixty, something like that. Which is why, getting back to Tiger for a second, the reason that he's so close to a coin flip, make or miss the cut, because we just identified the window. Yeah. In between those two, there's like thirteen golfers. Yeah. Right between making it and being Sandy Lyle. Yeah. Or whoever. Yeah. Whoever picked on. And the other point I think with with you know how what what Matt just laid out is it requires you if you bet golf every if you only bet the majors and you're a light bet you know golf better this doesn't really matter what I'm about to say if you bet golf regularly like Matt and I do you kind of need to adjust numbers then in your head of you know what is a fair outright price what is a fair top ten price what is a fair top twenty price when you consider the field is already shorter than what you normally get on the PGA Tour but then extra shorter when you eliminate guys like that already so I think that's that's one thing that you kind of if you're doing this regularly you have to be able to adjust as you go in to start price shopping and betting on players I just, I just took 10 minutes and avoided Gil's question altogether which was what are we looking for in golfers but I just wanted to like get the <laughs> story there on fine. you know kind of like whittling down some of like, yeah. so first and foremost I like just I lopped off a bunch of guys right that's part of the answer right yeah. yeah so first and foremost I lopped off a bunch of the guys and then going in here you know listen we do off the tee every single week, so that obviously has to be something that we look at. But this is this is a, this is a bomber's course, right? Like driving distance matters, so driving distance is super prominent for me this week. Um, you're looking at guys that play long par fours well because we are looking at a lot of you know 440 ish to 500 yard par fours. So we're looking at that type of stuff. Me personally. I took in bogey avoidance and three putt avoidance into my model this week because you got to kind of be patient here at this at this course, and so you just got to take some pars sometimes, right? Like mm-hmm. you, you just got to be able to kind of take your medicine because these greens are super super tough. These greens are super super fast, so sometimes you just got to lie get up there and take your two putt and, and move on, right? And, and not try to be super super aggressive on all this stuff. And so that was really what I was looking at this week. Kelly, I mean, I did short game as well because, again, like I said, these greens yep. have a lot of runoff, and so there's going to be a lot of guys that think they're on the green and it's going to roll right off and they've got to have some nice little touch and, and and be able to get it back up there close. But that's really all I looked at this week. I didn't go super complicated in the model. Yeah, this uh, – no, me either. I, I think the Masters and the Masters model is kind of, you know, basically rinse and repeat from the years before. You may maybe add a little bit. Uh, not it, For me, it wasn't much, though. I would say – I'm looking at it now. So over 60% of my model is distributed between 
uh, strokes gained approach, strokes gained off the tee, driving distance, and green and re- greens and regulation gains. So that's you know greens and regulation it, hand in hand with shot with, with approach. Uh, you know it's. Uh, that they kind of go hand in hand. Your approach shots are often getting on the green, but just pulling up some of these stats from Justin Ray he had earlier for just for people to understand how important these are out there. Uh, since 2015, on unstru- strokes gained approach at Augusta, leaders are Jordan Spieth, Louis Oosthuizen, and Corey Connors, Hideki Matsuyama, Paul Casey, and Webb Simpson. Some interesting names in there. And then most strokes gained ball striking, which combines off the tee and approach at the Masters last four years. DJ, Corey Connors, John Rahm, Justin Thomas, Bubba Watson, and Brooks Kepka in that order. So those were things that you know, you know, I was looking at heavy. As far as other stats that I did sprinkle in there, Matt, mm-hmm. scrambling a little bit, it's, you know, something we always – I, I, there's been years where there has been massive outliers of guys that have scrambled well at the Masters, really keeping you themselves. Scrambling. I went short game. You know, exactly. It's, yep. Yeah, it's just, it's, it was just how we chose to. Yeah, well, I, I did a little bit of scrambling. I did a little bit of short game like mm-hmm. yourself, too, just to, as my putting uh, kind of, instead of strokes game putting, went strokes game short game. Did bogey avoidance like you did as well. Um, and then a little bit of strokes gained, par 5, par 4, and some proximity, 175 to 200, uh, which includes a couple of the par 3s in there as well. So, yeah, that, that was you know pretty similar models, just ad- lightly adding uh, some things this year as opposed to last year um, and just kind of tweaking uh, tweaking how I weighted some things. But it's it's heavy off the tee and heavy approach. And, and Gil, you, you've, you've done enough shows with us to know, like, I don't ever – I don't ever weigh putting like right. It's just not a not a thing for me. And if we want to kind of drive that home here at Augusta, because it's too random, it's so hard. Like yeah, it, it they you talk to anybody right? Like you, they can't read these greens. It's super super hard to read these greens. They're lightning fast with all kinds of. So the last fourteen winners of this tournament, strokes game putting rank in the world. So Hideki won it last year. He was 175th in the world in putting. <laughs> yeah. You you go back. Dustin Johnson's 48th. Tiger Woods was 74th. Patrick Reed was 72nd. Sergio Garcia was 162nd. Danny Willett was 60th. The only guy that was inside the top 20. The guy. The only guy that was inside the top 60. Jordan Spieth in 2015 was ninth overall. Bubba Watson 109. Adam Scott 130. Bubba Watson 142. Charles Schwartzel 96. Phil Mickelson 133. So you get the picture. Like. You don't have to be a good putter to win here, right? Because it's so hard for everyone that it, it you don't have to be good because you can't really be all that good. That's good advice because I'm sure there's some people out there trying to figure this out based on putting stats, and if you're doing that, you're you're yeah. going down the wrong. It's trail. just tough. I mean, that doesn't mean whoever wins this probably will have a great putting week. That's not what Matt's it. saying. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's just hard to predict. It yeah. it is extremely hard, difficult to predict, especially at this golf course. All right, before we get your picks, and I asked this earlier because. The deal on the weather forecast, if you look at the weather forecast, so Friday, yeah. Friday looks like, you remember when we do football games in here, the three of us, and we're like, well, you know, anything over 15 miles per hour kind of mm. gets dicey. You're at 20 miles per hour, that's like a thing. And it's supposed to be 20 mile per hour winds on Friday. Do you have, does, first of all, does that screw the pooch on your models a bit? Does it scare you a little bit? Not a ton for me just because this course is so tree-lined. Like, it'll, it'll be swirling and it'll certainly mess with those guys some for sure. But a little bit less here for me than most places to where I would be worried about something like that. So yeah. I, I didn't I didn't really factor in all that. I think it's one of those things for me at almost every golf tournament that it's, hey, be aware of it, like you just said, Gil, and then keep your eye on it. And and if it's something that like there's a lot of bet there's a lot of bets that I haven't put in yet that maybe uh, you know, I'm going to wait till things maybe clear up two days from now. You get a clearer vision of how it's really going to look on Wednesday instead of a Monday, right? I think that all matters a lot. I don't think you can be sitting here, you know, on a Monday before a golf tournament and really making bets based off of what you think the weather's going to be. Even when you try to do that on, on a Wednesday, it's sometimes shift. I mean, if it shifts by a couple hours and you're targeting cer- certain groups, that strategy can go completely out the window. So I think it's something to, to always keep in mind and, you know, keep your eye on it and for this week, for sure, you know, the way they are predicting it, it could absolutely mess with how you might want to do, uh, ma- you know, make or miss cut bets, uh, first round leader bets, you know, who knows? Could be several things that impact, that get impacted by that. But I think as far as just whole tournament betting, I think it's something to keep in mind. You know, look at it as you get closer to the tournament. I just wouldn't be building in, building that into how you're going to b- predict, you know, make your bets right now on a Monday. I mean, yeah, what else are you going to do, right? You're not going to throw right. out everything, yeah. but something to keep in mind for sure. Because that could that could obviously wreak havoc. All right, um, let's get to it. Let's get to some names. However, you want to do this. Yeah, I mean, so look, you look at the top, and you can basically make a case for 
so many of these dudes at the top, right? Yeah. I mean, like, you, you look at John Rahm's last four Masters, T5, T7, T9, and fourth, you know? Peter, like, Peter for what it's worth, he had Rahm as the, like, the best like, guy on the you look at yeah. Cam Smith in three of his last four Masters, T10, T2, T5. Jordan Spieth, uh, T3 last year, T46 in that fall version, that weird fall version, um, T21, third, T11, T2, won it, and then a T2. Oh, he, like, like Jordan Spieth, like course history here, eight starts, eight made cuts, five top threes, yeah. and a T11, right? If, so if we're, if we're talking outside of Tiger Woods, as far as like course history yeah. of, of modern players, I understand we're not going back to like Ben Hogan and all these people, but like modern players here, as far as course history outside of Tiger, Jordan Spieth is like the guy, right? I mean, like, and, and again, we talk about this is maybe the only course where course history really and truly does play into kind of how you go. So you get to the top of the board here. It, just quickly, again, Matt, like that's what 2015 leads in approach, strokes gained approach, Jordan Spieth. Like that's not, you know, he, he's a good pl- approach player. Not sure we would necessarily have, I wouldn't have guessed that he led that in that statistics since 2015 at the Masters, that's for sure. Yeah, so it just, it, you make a case for all these guys I just started to kind of whittle down from an odds perspective, and then at least a little bit of a, a little bit of recent form perspective. And say, so, listen, John Rahm is phenomenal, awesome, awesome golfer. I just can't get there where his current odds are comparatively to the rest of the guys at the top of the board, right? Yeah, like, me either. Right. I'm able to get Rahm. You're talking, yeah. About. Like yeah. I'm able to get Cam Smith at eighteen to one, which I do have in my account. Like I'm able to get Cam Smith at, at eighteen to one, a guy who has. He also has good course history here. He is also a guy who's won this year. He is also a guy who, for, what, for whatever reason, continues to find his way into the top tens when we get to Sundays, and he's always around. And I don't have to pay that premium that I'm having to pay for, for John Rahm. You know? And listen, he very well might go out there and win this thing. As I said, T5, T7, T9, and fourth. His yeah. last four for, for trips. Yeah, yeah, like his last four trips yeah. here. Yeah. He very well might go do that. But, you know, we're looking at, at some places – Eight, nine, ten, ten to one on that. I'm nearly getting yeah, double that. You're not betting that. You yeah. know, yeah. I'm just. Yeah. I'm nearly getting double that on a guy that I think, as far as skill set and form and and all that, has has about the same amount of win equity as as Rom. So I mean, my shortest guy is Justin Thomas. He is a guy that if you go over the so model, he does not have the kind of Masters history that you've just been talking about. No, he he really doesn't. He just has the skill set history mm-hmm. that that I've that, that's going on here. So, in the model that I ran. 50 rounds, he's second overall, 36 rounds. He is first overall, 24 rounds. He is first overall. And then when I go to even 12 rounds, he's first overall in the model that I ran. So this is just a trust the numbers, trust that this guy's one of the very best golfers in the world, and, and go ahead and play him there. And, and listen, we were able to get a little bit better number here than we talk about this. We're not able to make all the bets you guys are rest of country. <laughs> but we at least get uh, some outright numbers that are rogue every now and then. And I, I was able to get him kind of like 16 to 1-ish. You oh, know, it was like go. 1580 whenever I got him, which you can't find anywhere rest of the country. I haven't even – that's one I haven't even shopped around on yet. was hoping I could fi- find a better number here in town. So love hearing that from Matt because yeah. uh, same here. I didn't even run a last 50-round model for this, uh, Matt. But 36, 24, 12, he is painted across the board number one in my model. Like I said, Cam Smith at 18-1, to this is a guy who in every single version is, is is top 20, if not top 10 in this. And also, we're just talking about win equity here. And that's, you know, we're betting outrights. I want win equity. This guy can go and win tournaments. He has proven that he can go and win on a Sunday. And he can track people down. He can also protect leads as well. And who, so, Who was your number one, Kelly? I'm sorry. Justin Thomas. Justin but, but just both okay. of us had him. Yeah. Number oh. one, basically. So he's in there at 18-1. to I'm playing the number one player in the world as well. Kelly turned me on to a better number that I was even seeing here in town. I got Scotty Shuffler at twenty to one, Ooh. and I can't. Wow. I, I I feel really, really good about that. I mean, this is the the most consistent golfer pretty much going right now. And we talk about win equity. I mean, he's gone out and won three times in his last five starts. And once you you know you you kind of get that ball rolling with a guy that's as talented as he is. We've seen guys rattle off, and we've seen guys continue to to pound the leaderboards after they kind of get that monkey off their back of that first win, where everyone kept saying, "When's Scotty Scheffler going to finally win? When's he going to finally win?" What's What's his number if he didn't win three tournaments in the last two months? Let alone, let me, even if he only won like once, twenty five to thirty, probably something like that. Not that, even, right? not higher. Maybe thir- thirty, thirty five. Well, I, it was thirty five. I mean, it was thirty five six weeks ago. Was it? Okay, yeah. there you go. It was thirty five six weeks ago. So, so three wins just knocked it down to 20. Yeah. Wow. So have him at 20. Um, and listen, this, the, the long time, the long time ticket that I've been holding on to 
is Sam Burns. And, and this is, I wanted to get out ahead of the number. It was, I found an 85. Kelly even got it better than that at 87. You can't find him. I mean, he's, he's 50 or 40 everywhere right now. So we did beat that number by a ton. But the thing that made me feel really good is in every single version of this model that I ran, Sam Burns finished inside the top five. Yeah. In, in every single version of this model because the guy doesn't three putt the guy doesn't the guy doesn't bogey a lot and he's out there able to to hit the approach shots he's good on he's good from a uh, short game perspective and then he's also pretty good off the tee as well uh, with driving distance and so he's inside the top 20 uh, top 16 actually in this field and driving distance as well and so uh, he just has everything that I was looking for in this and and so to be able to get him at that type of number was fantastic for me my last two plays were just number plays so off market that there's it's impossible for you to pass up i got luke list at 450 to one you can't find him anywhere like he's 130 everywhere else like rest of the country right now 130 140 got him at 450 to one you give anybody 450 to one on anything a guy that's won a tournament this year that bet a guy that's won a tournament yeah. this year. Yeah. You know, like it's, it's so that's just a strictly a, a numbers play. And the other was just a number play was Robert McIntyre. He is a guy that actually does show up pretty well in, in my models, like overall as well. But 240, 274 to one here in town, down the street at Circa there, Kelly. This guy is 110 hmm. at DraftKings. He's 120 at FanDuel. So you were getting. More than double at Circa what you're getting at, at the books the rest of country or whatever. And and they just, you know, they move their odds pretty aggressively. And and sometimes for a guy like like McIntyre, he's a lefty as well. We know lefties have had a ton yep. of success at um at Augusta. And he is follow, he he keeps showing up in kind of like the top thirty in my model. And at two seventy four to one, that just doesn't add up to me. That just doesn't equate. So that's that's the type of stuff I look for when I play these these longer shot guys. And so that's kind of my card right now. I'll probably add another name or two here before it's all said and done, but I'm, I'll probably just start getting aggressive in the head to heads, getting aggressive in the groupings, trying to target guys to go after and, and fade. You know I mean? Again, these guys that are coming in and playing injured, I'm going to go after those guys. I did it at the, I did it at the, at, at this past week. Oh, so you haven't done the head to heads yet? No, no. I have, oh, yeah. I, they haven't put them. Who's the 274 to one now again? Robert McIntyre. Okay. Uh, do you so? Do you end up now with more masters with more outrights on this tournament than you typically do on other tournaments? Yes. And is the reason for that because the field is smaller? The field is smaller. For everything you said at the top. Yes. So I'll have some more more outrights than usual because of like we said. I only think that there's about seventy guys that right. have a shot in the first place. Right. Of those seventy. X amount of them don't fit what I'm looking for in a golfer. That doesn't mean they won't win, but that's not what I'm looking for. And so now I've got this little pool here of like 30 guys that I think really can can win this thing. So and bets on a significant portion. So of that. I'll put uh, you know I'll put yeah. in eight to ten kind of outright. Makes sense. Like that, yeah. yeah, I think that the uh, you know it's same for me. I also think there's even more that goes into that of just the. You know, a lot of the ones that that Matt and I have both bet together over the past several months, you're just you're trying to pick good, pick off good numbers at the right time, right? And so that's Luke List. Uh, you know, that was Sam Burns where we got him. Even Scotty Scheffler just a week ago, whatever the heck that was, man. It was yeah, it was only a week ago, week and a half ago. Um, you know, just trying to jump on some of these numbers before you know they're going to move too. So I I think that some of those, like I bet a little lighter than normal, but. You know, because I hadn't run models, hadn't run everything for this week yet, but kind of knew those were guys that numbers were going to fall uh, drastically on, so wanted to get out ahead of them. Um, as far as outrights that I have right now are everything that was made before before today, before this week. I'm, I'll be adding on a couple here. Scotty Scheffler, 20 to 1, like Matt talked about. Daniel Berger, 55 to 1, which is maybe the only bet I've made the past few months that I would say I maybe regret a little bit. Uh, <laughs> but it's still a good number on him. You're still not seeing him really around that. He's a little shorter, about 40, 45 to 1 in most places. Uh, Sam Burns, 87 to 1. Gary Woodland, 100 to 1. Uh, I am on because I will not miss Gary Woodland's next win. <laughs> uh, you and then Luke him in Liz, perpetuity until he wins. That's right. Luke Liz, 450 to 1, uh, like Matt brought up. Other ones that I plan on adding, Justin Thomas, uh, I, I'm going to play. And that is one that um, – 
Like like Matt said, in his models, in my models, we're, we're seeing him number one painted across the board in all my models that I ran. Uh, Matt's two outside of his top 50. Uh, that is a, a bet I will be putting in. I think that if I see a 16 to 1, I will jump on it. I think the other good advice out there, uh, Matt, is if you're, if you're looking to bet, you know, a ROM or a JT, one of these guys at the top of the board, you know, a lot of the betting that's going to occur over the next few days is not going to be on them per se. You're going to get a lot of the public coming in on long, longer numbers. So, and th- there's only so much room those guys can drop. So I think if you can also wait a little bit, if you see some books them starting to go down, maybe jump on it. But a lot of times those numbers will go up, you know, at one or two or you know, you know, three little points there. So one interesting little nugget on that point too. Yeah. And and this is something like if you want to keep a bullet or two kind of in the tank, right. and, and fire in tournament. So only ten percent. Of the of the players that have finished T ten or better, played their best round on Thursday over the last five Masters, right? So you're only talking about ten percent of the guys that finished inside the top ten that their best round came on a Thursday. So you're you're going to get guys that that again play kind of the long game here. Maybe maybe just go out one under, maybe two under yep. on Thursday find themselves three, four strokes off the lead, and you can get a more favorable number, and, and you have that kind of in, in pocket on some of these guys that we're talking about at the top of the board. Right, exactly. Right? So, so, and you're right. That is something that I will probably play that strategy with JT. One of the, one of the other things that if you can do, if you do have access to the to the DraftKings and the point bet, points bet and MGMs and FanDuel's out there, we, we laugh at this all the time, is you can wait till Thursday. If your guy tees off later in the day, wait till these early guys go, go off and then score, score a few, you uh, you know, scored a few holes. Sometimes those odds jump up a few points just because other guys have teed off and posted semi-decent numbers already. So if you're like me and you're 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 upset over just a small difference in numbers, you might just have to wait a little bit and you can get a better number. So JT, I will pl- I will add pre-tournament, but like Matt said, we'll probably also leave some wiggle room to jump on him in tournament as well. One guy that I definitely have that plan with is Victor Hovland. Um, I'd like to play Vic this week, Matt. Uh, the t- you know the tournament history obviously is not exactly there with a player like that, but he was top five in every model that I ran. Um, I'd like to be on him at some point this week. I don't know if I'm willing to bet him at twenty to one, which is where he's painted at across everywhere East Coast. If I can find longer numbers than that here in town, maybe I'll hop on him pre-tournament. But he might be an in-tournament play for me. Uh, another guy who was top ten in every one of my models, Joaquin Neiman. Um, you know, another younger guy, not exactly a ton of course history here, um, but for everything that I weighed in models in recent form wise, Joaquin Neiman coming in playing really strong. We saw him win, you know, earlier this year out in California at the Genesis. Uh, he's fourth in my last 12, uh, 12 rounds model for everything I punched in with him. So uh, I'll probably take a small piece of an outright on him, but love him as a top 20 bet this week. Also, mix it up. This is where I think, again, if you're betting at a DraftKings, FanDuel, PointsBet, MGM, look for some of these other markets. If there's top South American posted or something like that, you might be able to get uh, a good number on him there. Um, other guy, That's it for outrights that I was targeting. Other guys that I have circled for finishing position and, match, uh, finishing position and matchup bets, Matt, Adam Hadwin, I, you, you've been on him the past few weeks. I mean, he's just coming in hot right now. I think he's a, he could be a good top 40 bet, had him circled for that. Shane Lowry, kind of same thing, top 30, uh, top 30 or top 40 market. I have him circled for that. Like you said about Sam Burns, numbers continue to back it up even to this week. So I think even outside of the outright bet I have on him, I'll be looking to add a top 20 uh, with him. Um, Luke List as well, top 40, I think is a good market. Bet him in there. Uh, so those are some of the guys that I'm targeting. Finishing positions, you know, a lot of those markets just opening today. A lot of matchups not even available to us yet. Uh, yeah. But those are some other guys that I had circled that might not have the win equity that we always talk about, you know, here on, on primetime action. Uh, we talk about it often when we're breaking down some of these golf tournaments. I'm not sure I'm running to bet San- Shane Lowry or Adams Hadwin to go out and win the Masters. But these guys are coming in hot. I think you can take a nice yeah. finishing position. Back people are going to say to Sam Burns, to my thing, and I, listen, I have a huge, uh, an awesome number on him, whatever they're going to say. Uh, there hasn't been a first-time winner since Fuzzy Seller in 1979. Uh, agreed, there hasn't been. Sam Burns <laughs> also has multiple I wins. I don't believe it was a debate. Like, okay. you know, like <laughs> Sam Burns also has multiple wins under his belt, like heading into to this tournament here. I, I don't think that this is like – I don't think this is going to be too big for him, so I'm not incredibly worried about that. If you do want to, you know, these guys that we all talked about. There's, we talk about course history. We talk about how this played on the same grounds since 1934. Over the last five years – 
There are 13, there's only 13 guys that have multiple top 10 finishes in this tournament over the last five years. A lot of the names you'd expect. Rom, Dustin Johnson, Jordan Spieth, Justin Rose, Rory McIlroy, Cam Smith, Patrick Reed, Tony Finau actually has mm-hmm. played this course really well. Now he's coming in and in not the greatest of form, but he started to play a little bit better this past week as well. Webb Simpson, we talked about him with an injury situation, but he does fall into that category. Brooks Kepka, Mark Leishman, Xander Schauffele, and Corey Connors actually is another guy. Corey Connors anecdotally has come up over and over yeah. and over again. That go back, go, I just want to go back to the advice you both gave. One, Matt, you said, hey, uh, listen, and there's a reason. Like We're doing this podcast, obviously, before the Masters starts. But it doesn't mean you are confined to betting out rights now. You can wait after the first round to get better prices on guys that were much shorter shots. Um, that's always a good strategy. And Kelly's saying the same thing, but you know, during the first round even, right? The folks who have not mm-hmm. teed off in the afternoon, that's always good advice. What, one follow-up to this. Well, a couple follow-ups. But one, uh, with a guy like Jordan Spieth, who we were talking earlier, his course factor is the best at this particular course at Augusta he is just has a great course history but he's coming into this Masters probably the worst he's ever played as a body of work so what what wins out in that case for you so there have been if you go to like some case studies right like it kind of says don't really buy like you know don't really let it buy into so for example Patrick Reed was kind of stumbling when he came in and then and then and then he won, right? Like even Hideki but last yeah, year was not yeah. like playing very well at all. And then Hideki won, right? And then you, there were several guys leading in. I think Adam's the I think the year that Adam Scott won, he had missed like three cuts or something leading into the leading into the Masters, you know. So a, a guy like Speeth that has played as this as well as Spieth has, I think I'd probably look past the form just a little bit here mm. because it just seems like for whatever reason, th- this just this just fits him. This course just seems to to fit him. That being said, he is not the longest off the tee. He's not. And we'll monitor this over the next couple of days as well, and certainly you know in our on our big final preview for this on, on primetime action river. But I want to see how soft the conditions are out there because. Again, we talk about distance distance being a, a help specifically on these par fives. And if there's no run out, you're you're gonna need to be long because you you need to get to yeah. these par fives in two. That's where people score on this course. Like it yeah. is it is I mean, so Patrick Reed, for example, Pat, the year that Patrick Reed won, he was thirteen under on the par fives. <laughs> right? Uh Dustin Johnson and Hideki Matsu, last two winners, both were 11 under on the par fives, yeah, right? Yeah, if you look at, like, the collective aggregate scoring of all that, like, the par threes and the par fours, nobody makes their head yeah. on those. It's all on the par mm-hmm. fives. So it's like, if there's no run out and you're not long and you can't get up there in two and have two putts at getting a birdie and stuff, so I would, if I, if I find out it's, like, super, super soft out there, I'm going to weight driving distance even more. Yeah, you know? that's a, I think that's a great point because that's one that um, I, I didn't really factor. I guess I hadn't really thought about it that way, Matt, but I have already been factoring off the tee and distance so much anyways. Uh, but, you, I mean, that's you need guys that can make, get on the green in two on these par fives. And I'm, I'm really – I'm really not interested in playing anybody else in this tournament than guys that can do that. So that that is if it weather weather even if it's not even if it's done raining can still affect things like that. So that that is that's that's a great point. So have you done any derivative bets? Any top tens, top twenties, anything like that yet? Not not yet. We are uh, not not posted here quite yet. So we're in Nevada, by yes, the way. Not posted here quite yet. I've seen them. I have seen them rest of country, so I at least have a decent idea of what they're going to look like whenever they get posted. So I've kind of started to get some some ideas of where I want to go with this. But um, as always, like pretty much any any guy that I unless it's like these super long shots or something like pretty much any guy that I that I bet a, an outright on, I'll have some sort of placement market bet on them. Um, so with you know JT Smith, Scheffler, Burns, like all those guys, I'll have some sort of placement bet on those guys for sure. Um, but I don't know exactly which one it'll be, whether it'll be a right. 10, 20, 30, whatever it might be. Something like that. Same, same for you, Kelly? Yeah, that's, uh, I, I, you know, besides, so I've got the five out outrights bet already. I will be adding JT and maybe Hovland if I find a good number on him. I will bet a top 20. I haven't bet anything yet, Gil, but I already know I'll bet a top 20 on Hovland. Um, I'll bet a top 20 on Neiman. 
and then top 40 on Hadwin is what I saw. Like like Matt said, it was, I saw the numbers on the East Coast. So I kind of have a rough idea of where I'm going to be bet, what numbers I'm going to be betting. Uh, top 40 on Adam Hadwin, a top 30 on Shane Lowry, um, and Sam Burns, a top 20 on, and probably a top 40 on Luke List as well. All right, uh, last thing here, last couple things. I didn't. I, I don't believe I heard either of you mention Brooks Kepka. Nope, I didn't. <laughs> and it's a player. It's a player that I struggle with more than yeah. than others. Like I, I didn't even speak up when you asked about Jordan Spieth because you kind of know my feelings about him already. I don't. <laughs> he talks a lot. That's your feeling. He talks a lot. Man. Just shut up. Just which, shut up on the damn course, Jordan. <laughs> which shouldn't have. It doesn't have anything to do with betting. But I just right. checked my models. I don't have him. In, I, the, the best I have is last twelve. He comes in at thirty fourth in my model. I just the recent form. I do value. To the absolutely, course form matters here as much as as much in tournament history matters here more than anywhere else uh, on tour. But I still get to trust my numbers a little bit. I'm not going to play speed. He goes and wins. I, th- you have to be able to accept certain guys going out and win, winning. And I think Brooks falls into that category for me too. I am more of a Brooks guy. Usually like betting him. He is rounding a bit into form. It seems like over the past couple months, this is definitely not the Brooks of last year. Um, but he's still just number wise in my models, not anywhere near a spot I'm looking at playing. Him. Yeah, it's he's just he's the guy that I have. He's one of the guys, if not the guy, I have the most trouble yeah. betting because it's just he's and he, will make you perhaps the angriest if he wins. Yeah, because he never he yeah. never ranks very high in my in the stuff that I'm that I find important. But he just goes out and somehow figures out a way to, to get it done all the time. And you look at his at, at, at here. I mean. I, a T11, a T2, a T7, and then a miscut, you know? And mm-hmm. you're, so you just go, like, what the hell? Like, you know, like, what, do I, what, what, is that, what do I make of that, you what know? You so yeah. it's um, – And no Morikawa either for either of you. Oh, yeah. no, I will actually be on full, full fade of Morikawa. So full I'm, fade. So wow. I'll be targeting, I'll be okay. targeting him wow. hard and head-to-heads. I'll be targeting DeChambeau hard and head-to-heads. I will likely be targeting DeChambeau answer if he decides to, uh, to play, um, if he doesn't end up withdrawing. Because, I mean – it must be something it just said undisclosed for him, but I mean, you know, he pulls out of his hometown tournament the night before. There's obviously something going on, you know, with him as well. So any of these guys that I think are that I perceive to be injured, so long as it makes sense, I'm going to be targeting them. It, it is interesting. The the I I agree, I agree with you, Deshambo. I will be targeting against the Abraham answer. I think you bring up good points. Um, you know, Morikawa. We love betting Morikawa. He is. So last twelve, he's seventeenth in my model. But other than that, he didn't crack the top forty on, on the top last twenty four, the last thirty six. I we've just seen. I think it's with him. It's pretty simple. He doesn't have, you know, all the all the uh, tournament history here that some of these other guys we've been talking about do. Gill and then, I, I mean, as hot as Morikawa has been at certain points in his career, he's not exactly like you know very hot right now. So I, I'm I'm okay with. I'll be okay with passing on him, but I think I mean every one of those guys that you brought up, him, Brooks, Smith. I'd be shocked if they if we're sitting here on Sunday and they're winning. No, not at all. R- random question: Does Sergio at eighty-five to one or or better interest you at all, just because of the number? No, mm, no, not really. Okay. No, he, uh, I had to talk with somebody about Sergio today. Yeah, they were, they were wondering. He's moved, and it uh, not—it's not rightfully so in my mind. But he's like he's almost moved into that the olds category. He's the olds, yeah, yeah. And, like, and it's, so it's hard. He's for not. Me. <laughs> it's hard. He, for what me was to the get Chris there. Rock line? Not really old, just a little too old to be in the club, kind of thing. Like in the modern era, guys forty-three and older to uh, to to win this tournament. You might have heard of him. Tiger Woods and Jack Nicholas. Yeah. Only two guys that have ever done those it. Two guys. Yeah. All right. Last question that I, because I, I put words into your mouth the first time, but I want to get your honest answer to this. The person who will win this, assuming you don't have some in match, you know, in, in tournament bet on him, the person who will win this that will piss you off the most based on the fact that you perhaps thought about betting them, but you didn't. Or whatever other reason. Me, for me, it'll probably be Rory because <laughs> I, I have Rory bet. Because. Oh. I was going to say Rory or Brooks for me. He's a guy that I typically get on whenever the odds start to drift and stuff. And so I've been on him several times when the odds start to drift. Fortunately, was able to catch the the win on him, you know, last year whenever the odds drifted all the way up to like, what was it, 28 to 1 in that one tournament or something like that yeah. that I got him at? Um, yeah, we were both on him, yep. And But it just it's just not there for me with, with him right now. And so if he wins – I will feel great for him because completing that Grand Slam is awesome and all right. that. But that'll Very be the that'll be the one that just 
pisses me off the most because this is this is typically where I where I, I pull the trigger and get back in. I will be thrilled. Yeah, it's, uh, it's 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 I think it's a great question because I think it would right right as you were saying it right away it was Rory or Brooks in my head. I think it is Rory. Just looking at my numbers more because he is in a range as far as what I'm seeing on my models of I absolutely I could you know I could back up a bet for him you know e- easily. So I think there's. I think it's probably him because I think he's probably the guy who will end up leaving off of my card, and he'd probably he'll probably be one of the kind of last cuts that would, would didn't make it. Can't wait for this on Thursday. Is there anything better than sitting on your butt on a couch watching the Masters that all day amazing. long? I mean, seriously. What, and the coverage is is jacked up on Sunday. Is that what you were saying earlier? Did we have this conversation? No, that was I had that with Pete earlier. Which is, do we get to see all eighteen holes of the Masters on network television, or do they like fluff off the first? Because I remember, like through the Tiger year, we saw everything, but didn't we like only get the CBS coverage? You know, on the greatest tournament of them all, not quite at the beginning. Masters is always limited. Yes, that pisses me off. Oh, so seriously. you have to like go streaming for the first part of it. Why? Why would they do this? Listen, golf is in for, we think, a lot of revolutionary stuff. Like, the coverage needs to get uh, exponentially for better. For sure. Yeah. Well, you know, I think you two should have your own podcast. You guys should have your own golf mm-hmm. podcast. What would you call it if, if you – what's the working title? What, what was the first one? Bur- Birdies with Brown and Bidlin. Birdies with Brown and Bidlin. B3. B3. There it is. Birdies with Brown and Bidlin. All right. Make that happen. Uh, appreciate it. Thanks for listening. For Joe Pita, Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin – Good luck with all your bets for the 86th Masters. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 